at 6.160 megahertz. This is WBCQ. Oh, no. Transmitting from Monticello, Maine, in the United States of America. And now, R&I, with the lightning guy. Johnny Lightning. The most obnoxious blowhard in America. John Lightning, coming from my shortwave radio. On RNI. from our studio on the Isle of Staten in New York City. Oh, my voice might uh, my voice might only be good for an hour tonight. Huh? There are some minor throat problems and some uh, relatively minor stomach problems. Almost kept this show off the air tonight, but you know me. A radio slug, a radio whore has to do what a radio whore must do. Fuck his audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you are currently the fortunate recipient of radio's best kept secret. Damn it. This is the 11L Network and Radio New York International with the best variety show on the radio. the best variety show on the internet. Yeah, it is your the little bit of everything. Love chords. Yeah, we're coming at you from New York City, home to more migrants than actual citizens now. And they keep telling me it's going to get better, Johnny. Yeah, right. I'm told to keep the faith, even though I'm not a man of faith or religion. But the news, current events, and all that. Do not leave me feeling any... Well, uh, 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 I'm a bit depressed. r and with rock hard, bloody gorge opinions. This is r and Yeah, a little bit. Just uh, just a little upset at time. I mean, really, you know, you know, there's precious little that I will hear 
on the news in any given day that leaves me at all sanguine or perhaps even like uh, looking forward to a new and better future? <laughs> of course not. That's not happening. Current events leave me feeling uh, depressed with our nation's direction. And having faith in news media seems to be a sterling example of how to misplace one's trust. As, as a friend of mine likes to say, Johnny, the last time I had faith in the news was when it was with Huey Lewis. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I would be rather remiss if I did not recognize that yesterday was National Radio Day, whatever the fuck that means. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm trying to celebrate it, and I am celebrating it a day late. I mean, I couldn't do it on the air yesterday, and at least doing it tonight, hey, I could celebrate it on the radio, where we are making radio relevant again. Not that anyone has noticed. <laughs> I celebrate radio, I try to, by doing my best to make this medium that's rarely what it can be as good as it possibly can be. Not that anyone has noticed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I always think you know, of my 15-year-old niece. She has never owned a radio. Never seen her with a radio, doesn't listen to the radio. She never will own a radio. Because the new paradigm of streaming and getting, getting everything on one's phone or PC has uh, for quite a number of years now, to be honest. And, of course, John P. Lightning is nothing but honest, right? Oh, excuse me. Oh, fuck you! Get, stop listening! There's always one asshole. Uh, AM and FM, gone. Totally obsolete. And as for <laughs> shortwave, shortwave remains... Well, I mean, you think I'm going to get in trouble? I don't give a fuck. It remains the most irrelevant broadcasting medium of all. So, of course, that is where you find us. And other quality broadcasters, other quality broadcasters that are too odd, too strange, too weird, too non-traditional, and too uncontrollable to find airtime anywhere else. To which all I can say is, thank you, Alan Wiener. Thank you, Alan Wiener and the staff and mismanagement of WBCQ, because they are the ones. They're the ones that are keeping it going, Pally. They're the ones that are keeping this communications antique alive and relatively well. And I'm, uh, like I say, I, I, I'm relatively well, but uh, I, I don't know about the voice tonight. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try and, and, and hang on and hang in there. It got cold outside again today. Oof, uh, yesterday it was kind of okay for a day or three, but now... A bit chilly, although I'm damn well thrilled that this many days into the month of January, I have yet, I have not, this is, this, this could be the third January in a row in which John P. Lightning has not had to take out his shovel and shovel fucking snow, which I hate, particularly, you know, when you get older, your back doesn't get better, and I have not missed having to shovel snow. There was so little out there. And uh, I tend to sleep so late some days that by the time I got up and realized, damn, I probably have to shovel off that, uh, that half inch or inch of snow, one of my neighbors has already done it for me. And if any of my neighbors are listening tonight, no, they don't even know what I do. 
have no idea that I'm on the radio. Although if they tune their FM transmitter, their transmitter, if they turn, if uh, I forget about it. But I have never been a fan at all of snow. Some people, you know, they look forward to it. Like I used to look forward to a white Christmas until I owned my own property. <laughs> Things changed quite a bit. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad once again for relatively good weather here because there was a snowstorm early in the week that buried Chicago. And uh, that snowstorm that buried Chicago delayed hundreds of murders. <laughs> hey, can I reschedule Keyshawn's murder for Wednesday? I've got a dentist appointment. <laughs> Not going to be able to do it. Yeah, they're quite accommodating of their felons in Chicago, I'm told. Hey, would you all like to swap mayors? Right? Okay, uh, you can have our black mayor and we'll have yours and probably most people, at least the white ones, won't recognize the difference because that's what a dickhead our mayor is. Chicago's mayor, Brandon Johnson, took over from Lori Lightfoot, who was a little light in the intellectual loafers, if you know what I mean, and is certainly not missed by anybody in Chicago. And believe me, if our lovely mayor, if Eric Adams, left tomorrow or decided, you know, uh, this job ain't for me, uh, I'm, uh, I'm giving up the position, there would be a celebration that would put, <laughs> that would put New Year's in Times Square into, into a black hole forever because it couldn't compete. Okay, let's see if we've got any real news for you tonight. Got lots of silly shtick. Uh, I, I found out just before I got on the air, uh, today's big news, kind of, which is Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis has given in to reality, and he has withdrawn from uh, his campaign to be a possible nominee for the Republican Party's presidential position. I think... However, he's just suspended his campaign, which doesn't mean it's over. But they all do that because uh, I I, I believe the way it works is if you suspend rather than just quit and opt out in that manner, you get to keep any unused campaign contributions. All right. Which, uh, of course, he can use to buy better shoes and a wife that isn't an annoying cunt. (laughs) What? What, what did I do? Because it's true. I, I, yeah, she was no help <laughs> with, uh, with his being considered as presidential. And he just doesn't have the look. He doesn't have the style. Even his voice. He's just, he's all wrong. Ron DeSantis will never be president. And Donald Trump will hopefully never be president again. America rejected Ron DeSantis. Now we wait to see if Florida will do the same. And if America will do the same when it comes to Deadbeat Donald. Although uh, in Florida, they're probably happy enough with him. You know, it's unlikely they'll get rid of him considering the level of stupidity displayed by most of that state's voters. Because after all, hey pal, they elected him governor. <laughs> they elected the dumb fuck governor. And my pallies in Texas, another state that I like to have a little fun with, kid around about. My pallies in Texas are not pleased with the weather extremes there. I mean, what was it? A week or so ago, 
a woman in suburban Dallas cooked a loaf of bread in her mailbox. <laughs> in January, cooked a loaf of bread in her mailbox. This week, she used that mailbox to prepare some frozen yogurt. <laughs> if you think, nothing personal, Texas, but I'll take New York's three-week summer and nine-month winter every time, every time. Because at least here, I know what to expect and when to expect it. <laughs> and speaking of Texas Pallies, my friend LF Midwood, mm-hmm, back. Back with a weekly podcast you need to hear. And all you have to do to hear LF's show is just go to his website. Simple to remember, kind of like mine. It's LFMidwood.com. Who could forget that one? Just go to uh, LFMidwood.com and uh, you'll be able to listen to and I do believe also download his show. It's a, uh, it's a weekly podcast you need to hear as somebody would say, okay, maybe you do not. Maybe you do not need to hear it. But if my woke liberal, progressive opinions annoy you, you definitely ought to try LF's show as, a, as it's certainly the antidote to my communications creosote. Although I like creosote. I like the smell of it. I, I like the way it burns. I like the way it smells when it burns. Johnny, nobody cares. Take care about LF Midwood. LFMidwood.com. When this show is over this evening, if you need at least another hour's worth of good to great radio, LFMidwood.com. Other than that, just all the other usual things to speak about. Trump sent... You know, <clears throat> I think the reason uh, why the uh, the judge in, in his New York trial has not gone so far as to hold him in contempt is because that's what he wants. He lives for those opportunities to be made to look as though he's a martyr. He's a martyr to the MAGA cause. And if he had been held in contempt, all it would mean is a lot more money coming his way because his MAGA base are more than willing, more than willing to bankrupt themselves to see to it that this so-called half-billionaire can continue against the odds to try one more time to occupy the Oval Office. And a couple of days ago, uh, you know, he shows up at the Eugene Carroll uh, trial just hoping to make a little trouble. And he also does it because the minute he steps out of the courtroom, he'll get free airtime, plenty of free airtime. However, the all-news stations, well, two of them, mm-hmm, MSNBC and CNN, did not carry a minute's worth of Anything uh, he had to say the other day when he, when he held this big deal rally, they do not cover his rallies, not because they're afraid of Trump. Well, in a sense, well, wait, I should take that back. Actually, they are kind of afraid of Trump. They're afraid that he's going to say something that's going to cause them legal problems, that he's going to be on the air again, blattering on about how the election was stolen, fake, rigged, all his usual bullshit, and it could cause problems for the legal departments of those stations. So rather than put themselves in a position where they'll broadcast his nonsense, his bilge, a barrage of lies, they simply ignore his speeches. And in so doing, then they can go back and selectively edit what they believe they can get away with putting on the air that won't cost them, and literally cost them. 
47 posts he put out further defaming E. Jean Carroll. I mean, uh, no, he keeps trying to contact her uh, in this kind of roundabout way, telling her what he really thinks of her. 47 posts, that's more, that, that's more contact than he's ever had with Barron. <laughs> you never see him with his kid, with his son, with, a, with, a, with the only son he has that you know, might be somewhat normal or not be intellectually bereft. But Trump doesn't like to be seen around the kid. Certainly not in the same uh, same pictures or videos because the kid is tall. Tall, I tell you, he's really tall. Why, he's so tall. He's so tall. You cannot see his father's ego if he's standing behind Barron. <laughs> that, yes, that tall. All right, you didn't like the line? Commence writing the show right now, scumbag. Okay, do it right now. Also in the news, I hear Alex Baldwin shooting another movie. Yeah, shooting another movie. I hope he misses. <laughs> and young adults, I am told, are now avoiding buying starter homes because even even the cheap, you know, an inexpensive home in New York City is still going to be four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. So of course, young adults are not buying starter homes. Instead, they're opting for starter basements in their parents' homes and starter careers as influences from their parents' basements. What else can they do? Yes, that's right. And uh, one item that I found to be minimally enjoyable at the Beverly Hills Hotel. They are now offering guests hotel-branded Girl Scout cookies. Hotel-branded Girl Scout cookies. So, of course, they're a tad more expensive than your average Girl Scout confection. Indeed, these very special Girl Scout cookies go for $120 a package. $120 for a package of Girl Scout cookies. Pal, for that price, it should come with a Girl Scout. And a really cute one at that. This is really cool. The A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. And Kimberly Guyfall said to Alina Haber earlier this week, uh, as she's a little worried about that be Donald's kids. And Alina Haber always keeps referring to to uh, to, to that be Donald's sons as, as as the kids or as his children. They're both in their forties. Long time since they've been children, other than of course intellectually they both appear to be. But then again, hey, look at the old man. But uh Kimberly uh, Guyfall or Gargoyle as <laughs> As Michael Cohen likes to refer to her, uh, uh, she supposedly said to Alina Haber, if you could please get my fiancé and his brother off from any potential charges, I'd really appreciate it. And knowing Alina Haber, I'm sure she could get them off, if you know what I mean, because she uh, she does have those DSLs. Yes, DSLs. Dick sucking. Uh, hey, I am John B. Lightning. Thank you for tuning in to the show you know as the Extravaganza. And, and one, one other thing I should mention right here and now. Biden this week pardoned thousands, 
Thousands of people who have marijuana convictions. Nobody could say that was not a good thing. Thousands of these people are, are, are now no longer have a record. However, it's too bad Biden did it when he did it because, you know, by, by election day, all the potheads will have long since forgotten that, that he did away with all those marijuana convictions. The truth is, it's not even a question anymore between right and left. It is normal versus crazy. Do it, baby. I love you so much. Magic and just bad news, bad things are happening. Normal versus crazy. I would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today. Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, she and her companion explicitly groping each other repeatedly while they were in their seats. Normal versus crazy. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. You know, you're a United States senator. What happened with you and Kevin McCartney? I got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. Ultra mega! Normal versus crazy. There is substantial evidence that Santos violated federal law. Well, I posted them on my Twitter account. You look like a smurf. It is normal versus crazy. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing that I can go campaign on and say we did. Deranged. He's not into golden showers, as they say they call them. It is normal versus crazy. Not on with the golden showers again. When he starts on glory holes, at Mar-a-Lago, we've got the best glory holes. People are saying, our glory holes, you know, strong, very powerful holes. People are saying they've never seen glory holes like ours before. And I know more about glory holes. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Oh, good heavens. No, this doesn't mean I'm going to play glory hole paradise. Of course I am. (laughs) Our glory holes are not made in China. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. He's got a lot of something, lady. He's a child. Do you have pubic hair yet? I would love to ask him. Yes, we can ask Stormy. (laughs) Don't do that. Oh, okay. I can't help. <laughs> the best glory holes. The other day at my golf course, I had a a, a glory hole in one. <laughs> what? <laughs> and of course, he cheated to get it. Making American radio great again. Well, actually, actually, I've been doing this show on WBCQ for 25 years now. So we've been making radio great for at least the last 25 years. And if you go back to our R&I and our 11L roots, it's getting damn near 40 years. You're right. Here here come the emails. Retire. Retire. Deceased phone callers to the Neil Rogers show will be calling this show. Retire. (laughs) Retire. (laughs) There there you go. Retire. Retire. (laughs) Ah, I am John P. Lightning. You sound like a nut to me. Proud. And honored, and a little uncertain at times, about doing the show you know as your Do a Little Bit of Everything radio extravaganza. Johnny Lightning. He's a very self-righteous type of guy. It aggravates me. The guy's a fucking burnout, Sydney. Hey, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney sit down, relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, do some fucking thing, will you? That's right. When you write to management of WBCQ... 
to tell them which shows really piss you off. Don't forget, the name's Lightning. John Lightning. Oh, the pain. The pain. The pain. The pain. The pain. The pain. Wants a bacon sandwich. It's never gonna happen. This bite-sized, gluten-free portion of the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza is brought to you in partnership with the makers of MyCock. Yes, MyCock, for women who need something more than most prescription drugs can offer. MyCock offers instant relief from stress, pain, and sexual gratification problems. There's nothing as effective at changing one's mood and ensuring a good day every day as MyCock. My cock is doctor, Which doctor approved. My cock is effective in solving or reducing 90% of women's problems, which are usually caused by men. So, ladies, if you have tried everything, now try the one thing guaranteed safe, effective, and exciting. Yes, it's my cock. And my cock is now available in easy-to-swallow mini doses for those of you who cannot stomach a full dose of my cock. Yes, ladies, ask your doctor if my cock is right for you. My cock, from the makers of My Johnson and My Johnson. Caution, my cock may contain nuts. Well, actually, it had better contain nuts. <laughs> As promised, say men, not getting enough, not being properly serviced at home, not necessarily gay, but want some really great head, then come on down to Glory Hole Paradise. Glory Hole Paradise. Yes, Glory Hole Paradise, where head is a, well, it's a given, and it's given regularly, freely, and frequently. If you rent any one of our rooms at Glory Hole Paradise. Yes, if you need Mount Schwan's resuscitation, come on down to Glory Hole Paradise, where for the right price, you can get all the oral pleasure and satisfaction you need. Our staff are not particularly pricey professionals who bring you to a safe, satisfying orgasm. Or in our punk luck section, oh, yeah. you could try whoever might be on the other side of that glory hole. That'll please you so much, you'll certainly come back for more. And come more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, yeah! Only at Glory Hole Paradise. To get to Glory Hole Paradise, follow Route 204 to Festering Lupper Lane. Make a left at the Big Green Trash Compactor. Follow the rutted dirt road down to that dilapidated ramshackle house where the locals used to sell crack until the big bust. Make a right at the abandoned shell station. Cross the tracks to the bad side of town. And follow Fleet Street all the way down to the dead end and look on the left where you'll see what appears to be an abandoned warehouse. But no, it's not. It's Glory Hole Paradise. For even more more specific directions, prices, or for a virtual tour, visit us online at GloryHoleParadise. Oh yeah, oh yeah.com. Glory Hole Paradise. Be you gay or straight, we have the man or woman to satisfy you. Glory Hole Paradise. A wholly owned subsidiary of Shizumi Industries. Sunday fun, Sunday fun. As always, we have been hard at work, woodwork, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I've yet to uh, to fill my daily requirement of masturbation. So, uh, got to do that woodwork. So, uh, if, if I go into an uncommonly long stop set, then you'll know I was likely just uh, de-stressing. 
Mm-hmm. That's what we call it here. I mean, you know, people people will say things that aren't quite right. No, no, no. De-stressing is uh, is what I refer to uh, uh, doing uh, doing certain acts as. And uh, I, I, as I say that, I, uh, I I look for a soundbite that won't show up. Oh, there it is. She was masturbating. There we go. She was masturbating. Yes, I was because see, stating <clears throat> excuse me. Stating de-stressing sounds better. Jerking off sounds kind of uh, crude, crude, <laughs> like I ever am crude, right? I mean, we do a family-fucking-friendly radio show here on Planet Radio WBCQ. Hey, Ted, waste no time in writing. Johnny, uh, uh, in, in, enjoying the show despite the fact that you're on it again. Uh, was listening back to the last show, and you mentioned Cucamonga. That was the title of a song by... Homer and Jethro, yes, uh, which you can likely find on the new 30 CD Bear Family Best of Homer and Jethro box, also available on 64 180 gram vinyl records. And by the way, by the way, do you know why 180 gram vinyl is better than regular old vinyl? It's because it makes the people making those LPs make much more profit. Better for them, for you, hardly at all. And by the way, the Homer and Jetro box is a limited edition. Yeah, limited to as many as they can find suckers to buy it. Hey, what's next, huh? The Beatles, the Revolution Number 9 box. <laughs> Which will include every outtake, flub, and sound effect remixed from the original master tapes. And of course, then they went and fucked it up by brick walling it. <laughs> Just like they did on the <clears throat> last Beatles single, which I hope was the last Beatles single. Hey, dude, did you hear the remix of the Sgt. Pepper's UK release LP? The end groove never sounded better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess they're less likely to warp. Uh, that's about the only good thing I, I, I assume would be the only good thing about that 180-gram uh, vinyl. Otherwise, I cannot fathom how, uh, uh, how thick of vinyl could possibly lead to superior sound quality. Because the depth of the grooves, regardless of the depth of the actual piece of vinyl, the deepness of the grooves is going to be the same, regardless of the overall thickness of the disc. So it will suffer wear the same as your standard 120 gram slab of vinyl. I mean, that shit is just as much, you know, it's pure marketing. It's pure marketing. Using, excuse me, meaningless buzzwords and, of course, lots of uh, technical-sounding jargon. Kind of like those gold-plated 3,000-mil speaker cables that we've made fun of in the past. You know, the ones that are made with gold, adenized, triple-shielded, dipped in baby's blood. Monster cables! Oh, they're the best! To which the only rational response from this hi-fi enthusiast is, Get the fuck out of here! I mean, microphone cables, for example. Microphone cables always used to have to be, you know, like like six, six inches thick. They had to be coated with lead and rare minerals. Now, all my audio goes into my computer on this tiny little, this skinny little cable. And to my ears, sounds just as good as audio did back in the day when cables were a lot bigger and a lot more expensive. Sal writes to say, John, is not... 
the uh, is not that should be I guess I'm not oh I didn't write it John is not the issues mentioned by the cultural warriors valid is not their concerns relevant and potentially injurious to our democracy injurious I like that Sal if only you'd written the rest of that better uh, I would say no not one stacked right alongside the proverbial plethora of problems, and I mean real problems, that the repugs fail to recognize. I mean, you choose any one of dozens uh, of those issues. All right, say, for example, climate change. Those dummies laugh about it. They treat it as a non-issue or only something that we lefties use, and we use it to create lefty losers with jobs in the ever-growing, thankfully, climate change industry. But that's not why. No, that's bullshit. Same as the bullshit we hear about drag queen story hour. You know, CRT, bad. DEI, bad. Trans M&Ms. Those things will not kill off our democracy. Those are not the things that are going to fuck up America. They're not going to take away your freedom. They are not things that will inflict fatal harm upon our nation. Matter of fact, if anything, pal, some of those things are likely to inure to a better nation. Not one stuck in the mud pit of prejudices those in control rely on to stay in control. Pal, these are things that will not negatively affect the nation morally. Indeed, what could be more moral? What could be more Christian or Christ-like than propagating a philosophy, uh, maybe I should say a, a, a way of life, a culture in which DEI is not something that has to be taught, but where DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion would just be the norm, the norm. And it may or may not work, and so be it, but that's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with these things because they might help fix our culture. And portions of our culture are really, really bad. Really bad. And burying those parts of the nation's history that are uh, rather unpleasant, which is why lots of books, particularly uh, history textbooks, are being rewritten to make it seem as though America is absolutely perfect in every way and has never done anything wrong. And good heavens, we have had more than our share of, uh, of, of things that we have done to people and to nations that are all likely illegal, even uh, perhaps uh, perhaps uh, challengeable in uh, in national courts, we should never bury those parts of our history that are unpleasant. It's lying by omission, and that's not wise. Not wise at all. And it should not be equated to wanting kids who love this country less. I think kids might love the country even more if we stop sugarcoating those portions of our history that are pretty fucking awful. I think we should teach our kids about our fuck-ups and foibles, and we should teach them what they need to know to not make the same mistakes that, uh, that could lead this nation to more 
unpleasantness. Hey, I'm John P. Lightning. There's nothing more pleasant to hear on the radio than the voice of John P. Lightning. Okay, maybe this request for uh, for for a song by a group that otherwise is pretty much uh, XD unknown on every other radio station. Uh huh. Except here. Timeless classics. It's the nerves when you find out when you find out that you're listening to 11 elders. No reason to listen to anything else. To explain, but you don't see That's right. No one can give you more love than me. You say you're waiting for just the right one. You'll try to find me when he That's lets right. you down. When you find out I was the one. When you find out I was the one. This is the last time. John P. Lightning. All right. He's a very self-righteous type of guy. It aggravates me. The guy's a fucking burnout, Cindy. Hey, Jimmy. Sydney, sit down, relax, have a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, do some fucking thing, yeah? Sunday Night Radio! 
I'm totally struggling with the loss of Melania's mother. So cheer me up with a hug or some hot pictures from by the pool. Because the pool is open. I only drain it when I'm trying to destroy evidence. One could easily believe that the great Tommy Campbell does a good Trump. Does a good podcast, even a great podcast. Check him out on YouTube. Just, uh, just type in Tommy Campbell and prepare to laugh. And now a word from our sponsor. As many of you know, our nation is under attack by an onslaught of ravenous drag queens seeking to generously devote time out of their day to read school books to groups of children. It was stormed by eight proud boys um, who disrupted the event. Leaving conservative parents to wonder, what's next? The group that disrupted the event was acting aggressively. Drag queen food drives. They were terrifying the children. Drag queen toy donations at children's hospitals. They called the sheriff's office immediately. Where does it end? It was all in front of the children and they're frightened them. It ends with our conservative heroine and unhinged daiquiri drunk soccer mom Marjorie Taylor Greene. Wow. MTG has introduced new legislation that would combat the dangers of the gay agenda with a smart and vibrant conservative counterpunch. She calls it Marjorie Taylor Greene's Drag Queen Story Hour. It's a measure that would match every drag queen story reading with an hour of sensible conservative drag performers. Ah, that's the great Randy Rainbow. Talking about smart and vibrant conservative counterpunches. Smart and vibrant, two words that should not go before or after the word conservative. And he also mentioned sensible conservative drag queens. Sensible conservative drag queens. Computer says no. Talk about your basic contradiction in terms, pal. I don't think there are any conservative drag queens. Save for those who remain closeted. Oh, sorry, Miss Lindsay. No, no, I, I shouldn't say that. Lindsay Graham has never been uh, accused of being a drag queen or cross-dressing. He's just been rightfully accused of being a conservative gay guy who could never own up to his actual sexual preference. And uh, Miss Lindsay was a tad annoyed earlier in the week. He was a tad annoyed that there were no as in no, American flags on the stage from which he was speaking after a, after rather specifically requesting of his staff that they be a key part of the stage set. Indeed, he could be heard asking staff members, where's my flag? Where's my flag? <clears throat> I said, flag! <laughs> what? Yeah, these fake phony frauds like Miss Lindsay or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mensa is not going to be sending her an application anytime soon. Same with Lauren Boobert. Well, she did receive a membership application from the Incredibly Dumb Motherfuckers Society. And she's so fucking stupid, she filled it out and she's been accepted. So, <laughs> yeah, two of the dumbest, Green and Boobert, two of the dumbest congresspersons ever. And that's why they get elected, because there are dumb motherfuckers who are voting for them. People whose IQ might make it up to around 85 if we spot them at least 20 points for being dumb motherfuckers. That's not funny. 
All this talk of dumbness, and I haven't mentioned Florida or Texas. Just about incredible, John. And I, and I make that statement because a friend of mine actually, actually moved back to New York City from Texas a few weeks ago. I know, it doesn't seem possible, but yeah, he moved here. Well, he moved back here from Dallas, and we're chatting on the phone. He was telling me about how his life is going these days, and uh, he's an older gent. Something of a mentor to me back in my earlier day. Uh, He's 84, and he's still rather healthy. And uh, he told me that when he dies, he wants to reconnect with his Dallas roots, because he was there for the better part of like 25 fucking years. He wants to reconnect with his Dallas roots, meaning he wants to have six members of the Dallas Cowboys be the pallbearers at his funeral. And when I inquired to why, he simply said, Johnny, I want that to be the case so that they could let me down one last time. (laughs) From New York City. The Super South from the Super South. Hey, this is Robert W. Big Balls Boo Boo Daddy. Do you want an exciting career in the world of radio? Wait, 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 wait. Hold it. Can we have a copy change here? Big thanks. Would you like an exciting life as an intern? Well, now you can with the Yenemsveld School of Intern Broadcasting. Just listen to this happy graduate. I get to do commercials and stuff? Here, listen to this. <laughs> Yenemsveld School of Intern Broadcasting, you'll receive voice training from our highly skilled former on-air talent that can no longer find work. I was a major market radio talent for many years. Thanks to the Yenemsveld School of Intern Broadcasting, I can still sleep in my car. Join the Yenemsveld School of Intern Broadcasting as we redefine the English language. You are welcome. Who else but one of the best bit makers ever in the business? The great Boca, Brit Summers. John P. Lightning! More jingles all the time. Jingle time. Jingle time. It's always jingle time on the 11L Network, Radio New York International, coming to you from New York City, 845 Eastern Standard uh, Time. Uh, what's standard about the time? I don't know. Don't care. But I'm here for you on the queue, reporting the news, reporting that, uh, well... With DeSantis now gone, Nikki Haley is truly Donald Trump's only so-called competition. And frankly, she's not at all. She's a woman. She's Indian, as in India Indian, meaning not white. And she's not Christian. And Trump on a couple of occasions in recent days, has referred to her using her real name. Her real first name isn't Nikki, but I, I forget what it is, but essentially it's a giveaway. You hear that real name and you say, hey, whoa, 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 wait. This bitch ain't white, right? And that's true. And for that reason alone, the Republican Party, the Republican Party, would never tolerate her as 
president or as a presidential candidate or even as a potential vice presidential nominee. Uh Uh-uh, never going to happen. And Fox News was reporting for quite a number of days before the Iowa caucus that Nikki Haley was a solid number two. Of course, that news stoked a little envy on the part of yours truly because I have not had a solid number two <laughs> in years. What? More fiber, I know. More fiber, more fiber. Hey, when they commence making Mexican Coke with extra fiber, <laughs> I may go for it. Uh, wait a minute. Are, are, are you sure? Are you certain that's real cane fiber? <laughs> because then, don't play with me. Don't fucking play with me. Ah, dear. And let's see, what else we got here? Uh, emails, uh, finally. Um, Stuart X. Uh, John, do you believe that gender is a social construct? Oh, of of all, the, uh, all the questions I can get tonight. Well, uh, let me see. Uh, no. Gender is not a social construct. How about that, folks? See that? Wow. I, I am right now agreeing with conservatives. On that issue. And I agree with conservatives on some things. Okay, a relatively few things. But none of those things are going to affect the future stability of our republic. Or its ability to survive. Certainly, uh, gender as a social conscience, it's, it's fucking meaningless. The fact that these irrelevant, holy irrelevant pieces of information are considered as somehow important, uh, having any relevancy, confuses me because I vote for a candidate based on the candidate's programs, positions, and policies, and if those programs, positions, and policies embrace DEI or CRT, Fine, don't give a fuck. As long as it doesn't, you know, go totally crazy, you know, and and of course, what I consider to be totally crazy are rules being put in place regarding what types of books, even what types of history texts can be taught in schools. We're not a serious people for doing that. And we are at a time in this country's history when serious people should be valued a lot more than most others. And we certainly should be in favor of electing officials that offer more speech, officials that do not want to corrupt or constrain speech, or one's ability to read text that might be inflammatory for some people. We're not a serious Not a serious people, really not. Not as long as we're continuing to ban books. And the downside of that banning, I found myself thinking, this has got to come back to beat some of those uh, repugs over the head. And it has, because among the books that were banned in certain schools in Florida were the last two books written by Bill O'Reilly, who was really upset when he found out that his books can no longer be accessed in certain schools, to which I say that only shows good taste on the part of, of, of those schools. And, uh, and 
Yes, Ted. Yes. Serious people are often boring. They're fucking boring. They're fucking boring. We love to be entertained. We love our entertainers, which is what Trump has, for the most part, been his whole entire scumbaggery-enhanced life. But in current-day America, people don't want a compassionate president. They want one who'll get even. They want one that's going to get even with his enemies. Remember Trump saying, I'm your retribution? Yeah. We've got scores to settle, which can be entertaining. (laughs) Politics should be so boring and background as to not create misery as part of the process of governing. But as long as there's money to be made, folks, and not by you, nothing will really change. I mean, who do you think you are? Know thy place. And keep your eyes looking down, peasant. (laughs) Do not dare gaze upon the beautific vision of I, your all-knowing leader. And now, let's lose another chunk of, uh, of the chump change that is your life, talking about trans kids, another non-issue. Yes, a non-issue, because it is one fuck of an effective distraction. Nothing more. It's a distraction from the really important shit. But the really important shit generally does not quicken the pulse of, of the average uh, rubulator for Trump, who can only process outrage and anger because that is what moves them. So uh, fuck off with the culture war nonsense and uh, gender as a, as a social contract. And, and it's easy. And before some, somebody sends me one of those dumb fucking emails, yeah, there are two genders and everything else. Is a variation on the norm, if you can call some of these things normal. They certainly don't refer to John P. Lightning as normal, and, uh, you know, that's understandable. Real fucking understandable. And now, a minute or so with Rodney Dangerfield. Well, one girl told me, come on over, there's nobody home. I went over, there was nobody home. <laughs> and this girl was no bargain either, she was fat. Who? Fat, huh? No fat. When she wears high heels, she strikes oil, okay? She's fat. <laughs> oh, I met her at the Macy's Parade. She was wearing ropes. <laughs> when she was on the Richard Simmons show, jumping up and down, my TV fell off the stand. <laughs> but I'm talking a fat girl Big here, you know what I mean? Big, Big. Big girl, you're kidding? She was standing alone. A cop told her to break it up, you know? <laughs> I mean, fat and ugly. Ooh, she ugly. Ugly. How ugly? I took her to the beach. They asked me what I used for bait. <laughs> When I took her home, my mother put newspapers on the floor. Oh. I mean, ugly. I gave her a hickey. I got fur in my mouth. Are you <laughs> and that's how ugly she was. L-R-N-I, the pleasure for your ears. Are you fat? Do you have a big, giant, squishy butt and or gut? Do you have to pay for two seats on the bus or airplane? Well, don't spend another day being a fat lard ass. When you spend your money on all new Upchuxalot Diet Pills. If you've tried every other fad diet or supplement that doesn't work, then you have to try new Upchuxalot Diet Pills. 
Upchuxolot diet pills were developed by really fat scientists to replicate the principle of the Karen Carpenter diet. <laughs> Clinical studies show that people who poop and puke a lot lose weight much faster than people who don't. The second you take your first Upchuxolot diet pill, you'll start pooping and puking your way to a much skinnier you. Eat, drink, and sit around all you want. Then just take a little pill. No exercise, no workouts. Just make sure you're near a toilet. With Upchuxolot diet pills, you're guaranteed to heave a better body. Upchuxolot, also in chocolate flavor. Adulterers, nymphomaniacs, sex perverts, politicians. Isn't that a bit redundant? Well, now there's a new food service provider that adds something more. Introducing fornicators. Two of the world's oldest professions on the one scarlet red velvet roof. Fornicators, the place where food, fun, and fuck your house of horizontal refreshment. Fornicators. Opens early. Talk about bed and breakfast. Your caterer for something more satisfies all your needs with our menu of food to eat in or eat out. Our specialties will keep you coming. Uh, back for more. Back for more. Try our deviantly delicious dishes such as... Hot sticky buns. Rump roast. Just wait till you get your hands on them. Talk about bottom round. And other food ideas too filthy to mention here. Oh yeah? Snatch up a serving of our vaginal veal chops. Moist and tender. And the stupidest line we've ever written. For you fanciers of tender young meats, try our breast of chickens. Among yes. other cuts. Fornicators. Where you can get a sweet and sour porkin' from our Chinese menu. Featuring the best fuking rice in town. Fornicators. Servicing bachelor parties, brothels, hot sheet motels, politics and the sex services industry. Can you fair, large or small? Try our cold cuts in the buffet. Taste the Italian sausages and the best tongue in town. For our caterers, known for our choice cuts of meats. Some of them just taste like fish. And talk about footlong wieners. Our famous John Holmes brand. And a dessert menu that's not just tea and crumpets, but tea and egg. Enjoy our cream-filled hostesses and cotortolini. And try our cigar bar. Featuring ribbed cigars, lubricated cigars. And try our Reservoir Tip Cigars. Fornicators. With main orifices in New York's Tenderloin oh. District and our branch office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Fornicators. All major cash denominations accepted. For reservations, call 1-800-EAT-EM-UP. Fornicators, where we fill two holes at the same time. I'm a bad girl. Yep. Music and fun, John P. Lightning on the radio. I don't know who he is, but I hate him. We will not allow anybody to tell us that the lightning did this, not the lightning from the sky. No. Oh no, Johnny Lightning on RNI. I love this bet so much, I should play it every hour. I should play it two or three times every hour. By the way, the editor of this song, this song is by the great John Mayall, one of the best blues guitarists It's ever. John Lightning. Oh, that's me. Coming from my shortwave radio. All right, wait a minute. Better, better start that again. Hold on. There we go. It's John Lightning. Coming from my shortwave radio. 
at 6.160 megahertz. That's right. This is Planet Radio WBCQ. RNI. I don't know. Was that an official top of the hour or was that a legal top of the hour? I'm not sure, so uh, we'll do another. You are tuned to 6.160 megahertz and you're listening to The Planet WBCQ. Broadcasting to you from Monticello, Maine, in the United States of America. WBCQ. And uh, I, 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 I don't agree with Ted that uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is going to make uh, movies unwatchable. But uh, there's no doubt uh, that certain movie roles uh, have been and are continuing to be filled by people that you would think wouldn't be quite right for the role because of all their race or their color. But on the bright side, you should know, yours truly, John P. Lightning, has just been cast to play the lead in a remake of Hercules (laughs) and Mandingo. Not sure which one I'm going to accept. (laughs) Hey, Dylan Mulvaney, starring in a remake of Cleopatra, I mean, could that... Could that happen? <laughs> yes, Dylan Mulvaney as Cleopatra. Uh, is that a snake between your legs, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Could not picture you, Brenner, doing that line. And, and Dylan Mulvaney uh, was at the Golden Globes uh, last week, although Dylan himself, herself, uh, I don't care. I, I, I still see Dylan as a he. Uh, uh, but But she has puckered gloves. Really, uh, look at Dilly. There's nothing up front there. Dilly, get some implants, all right? Also on the scene at that award show, by the way, was the former president. No, 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 not of the United States. The former president of Bud Light. Mm-hmm. The former president of Bud Light was there bussing tables. <laughs> John Lightning. You never know glory And it's impossible at this point in my life uh, to go more than a show without having to report on uh, on the passing of somebody whose music influenced my life. And in this case, uh, Mary Weiss passed away this week at the not quite old enough age of 78. Mary Weiss uh, was the lead singer. Uh, for most of the songs by the Shangri-Las, who uh, back in the mid-60s were likely the premier uh, girl group of their day. And Mary Weiss was a great spokesperson uh, for women back in the day. Uh, she, uh, she with the, sang- uh, with, with the Shangri-Las, hey, they did, a, they did some singing. The Shangri-Las uh, had numerous hits. And uh, they've been so overplayed. No, I'm not going to play one of them tonight. But I am going to play something uh, that Mary Weiss uh, put out on a, a kind of a, a comeback uh, solo CD that uh, that must be, my goodness, must be 20 or so years old now. My own. I remember, I believe I remember, I think I kind of remember meeting Mary Weiss uh, at a show. I believe I was introduced to Mary Weiss uh, by Dave uh, Boogeyman at the show at a, at the uh, South Street uh, Seaport Museum for a while there. They were doing concerts on the pier. And uh, that's where I think I remember uh, that 
I met and heard Mary Weiss. If, on the other hand, I was wrong, Dave will certainly let me know. But we're going to remember Mary right now on the radio station that remembers when radio mattered. The station trying to make it matter again. Mm -hmm. The planet, WBCQ. This is 11LRNI. When you're out with people, do you know what to do? What to wear, your manners and your etiquette too. Now here's a friendly cue for you in good taste. Hi, this is Mary of the Shangri-Las to tell you a bit about dating courtesy. A girl is right to assume her date will perform little acts of courtesy which are his privilege. If you are smart, you will allow him to open doors and hold chairs. Don't barge on ahead like a baby elephant. You'll get attention all right, but it won't be favorable. It is correct to pause and let him know you expect him to act like a gentleman. He'll love it and think you're a lady, and in return it will flatter his masculine ego. That was a good taste tip for you. Now here's something else that's good taste too. It's Johnny Lightning striking your radio with the Extravaganzo, the best variety show on radio. Sunday. This is R&I. Music power. Kids. Kids don't know shit. They just want to hit. Find most of them here on 11 L. The late Mary Weiss, here for you on the queue. 
you think about nothing but her. And she doesn't even know you're alive. You listen to the same songs over and over. And it intensifies your feelings until you think you're going to go crazy. Think you're going crazy? Hey, buddy, you are crazy. And that's why K-Smell Records has come up with a CD only you would be nuts enough to buy. Obsessive Love. You make me feel like stalking. Obsessive Love is the perfect CD for screwballs like you. You'll enjoy obsessive hits like Should I Change My Medication? Going Through Your Garbage. You Changed Your Unlisted Number Again. And I'm just gonna park right outside your bedroom window, babe. Obsessive Love. It makes undressing in front of her picture seem almost normal. Obsessive Love also gives you great hits like You Are So Beautiful Through My Infrared Scope. My Closet is a Shrine to You. The Doctor Put Me Back on Lithium and If You Leave Me Now, You Know I'm Gonna Have to Follow You. Obsessive Love. It's like having a real girlfriend, but without the restraining order. Call now. Operators are standing by. They care about you, even though she doesn't. Well, Ted sends this along, and I am foolish sufficient to share it with you. Don't be hating on me now, okay? Uh, a list of Jeffrey Epstein's clients. Well, I guess that's one what, what one could call it was expected this week. Here it comes. Major bombshell time again. Oh, yeah. Lots of names. There are going to be lots of names released that are going to, uh, that are going to reveal numerous people as possible pedos. Well, <clears throat> the information that was released this week, mm -mm. no bombshell news was a part of it. I mean, you know, many names, uh, uh, I, I guess we could say uh, usual suspects. Uh, Michael Jackson's name was on the list. You know, uh, <clears throat> it seems he visited Epstein's pedo island on a few occasions. And you think you know a guy, right? <laughs> and Prince Andrew made the roll call a shame. Of course, Bill Horndog Clinton was on it. I mean, Clinton had enough frequent flyer miles on Epstein Air for a free European vacation flight <laughs> to go along with his frequent liar miles, if you know what I mean. However, turns out that Joe Biden, mm -mm, Joe Biden was not mentioned in those recently unsealed documents. Oh, the Biden crime family. What would you expect from that crime family? But it seems there was a news leak yesterday mentioning that President Biden has visited Prevagen, Prevagen Island, almost fucked up the line, that, that President... So why write them if you're going to fuck them up? It seems there was a news leak yesterday mentioning that President Biden had visited Prevagen Island 50 times. <laughs> Although, of course, he can uh, only... Uh, he, he can only recall... He can, I said he can only recall... About 30, man. Visits. <laughs> I told my sister that shit don't work. Yeah, you know, you ought to try it, Johnny. Yeah, why would I want to try it? As I always say, if these drugs were truly effective, the FBI, the FBI, the FDA would be uh, would be pushing them. My goodness, how much more radio have I got to do? I don't know if I'm going to make it through. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. And, of course, my best 
is uh, is probably more than you deserve. And yes, yes, I was a tad surprised to find out that Stephen Hawking was one of those celebs who took many a flight to Epstein's pedal pad courtesy of his private jet. He apparently liked uh, being surrounded by Nubao young chicky poos. And uh, really, folks, come on. Just because the man developed health problems that left him as a paraplegic, regardless of that, Stephen Hawking never lost his innate horniness. Mm hmm. Oh, you want proof? You're with 11 and Say, most sex tapes are dull, droll, not all that exciting. Now, Shitsumi Industries, in association with Fred's, presents the sex tape Sex Aid that's unlike any other. Introducing the Stephen Hawking Sex Aid videotape or DVD. That's it, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, put it right there. Oh, uh, harder, harder. Oh, oh. Stephen will teach you how to have smarter sex. Oh, yeah. There you are. Notice the angle at which the penis enters the vagina. See how much better she is responding now. And watch Stephen demonstrate some of these techniques first uh, hand. That's it, baby. Oh, yeah. Wheel me. Wheel me hard. Uh, uh, uh. Stephen Hawking, like you've never seen him before. I think I'm going to come. Stephen Hawking, who knows more about anything than Stephen Hawking? Do you find my voice sexy? The ultimate video sex instruction tape and DVD. I want you to want me. Order yours today to get your Stephen Hawking's videotape or DVD. Act right now and call 1-800-Hawkings. That's 1-800-Hawkings. Or visit us on the World Wide Web at ohyeahbaby.com. That's ohyeahbaby.com. The Stephen Hawking sex aid videotape or DVD. Just $24.99.95 from Shitsumi Industries. Uh, uh, uh. Order, order, now. Another oldie but goodie, Pally. Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. You're listening to John P. Lightning on Radio New York International. You've probably never read any of his work, like his book, Theories of the Universe, but you might have seen his cameo appearance on The Simpsons. Now, for one night only, stand-up comedy at its best. Why did a chicken cross the road? Because the third strand in its DNA told it to. <laughs> That's right, Stephen Hawking's stand-up comic. He's coming off his stellar performance at the World Physicist Convention, and he's bringing his act to you. Don't miss this opportunity to laugh until you twitch. What do Mars and Janet Reno have in common? Both are places no men have gone before. It's Stephen Hawking's stand-up comic. We are all going to hell, and I am driving the bus. <laughs> wheel me, wheel me hard, uh, uh, harder, uh. And now, Johnny Lightning! English, motherfucker, do you speak it? No, no, definitely not. You know, folks, you can say whatever you want 
about Jeffrey Epstein. But he made sure his island was wheelchair accessible. That's right, wheel me, baby. <laughs> I said, wheel me! Wheel me, wheel me hard. Oh, oh, harder, oh. Yeah, that's right, Chris. If, if those potions, tinctures, and other non-FDA-approved drugs like Prevagen were proven effective, you know Big Pharma would be selling them to you, you gavons! And of course, if you had medical insurance, it would probably cost you $59.95 a pill. That was the Duke of Robillard. What a little bit of a guitar interlude. Nothing like a little bit of a guitar interlude before I get wheeled. Wheel me. Wheel me hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, harder. Ah. Uh. Ah, there's nothing, there's nothing harder than uh, making you true. An entire edition of your, your little bit of everything. Radio Extravaganzo. Here with the second greatest generation to ever do radio. I am John P. Lightning. That's right. The greatest generation, of course, lived through the horror of uh, of what autocratic rule wrought, okay? It witnessed what the Nazis did to Germany and the world. It knew of the evil it promulgated and why fascism had to be defeated. Because now in America, we seem to have a hankering for fascism. And again, it has to be put down regardless of the cost. It knew that generation. It knew that demigods poisoned the well of freedom just by their very fucking existence. And now, we are often ready to abdicate our minimal control over things. You know, uh, things that we, uh, that, that we have courtesy of that pesky voting shit that some of us still hold out hope for. Because some of us want no part in the process. And as one who is somewhat political, yeah, of course I get it. And I realize that if Deadbeat Donald gets reelected, I do believe politics and I would be through. <laughs> There'd be no hope. Why would I choose to invest any more of my the supply is limited lifetime to a pursuit that changes little? while picking my pocket of time that would be better spent with some sativa, pony girl porn, and all the phones going to voicemail. Excuse me, reality? Fuck you. I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, today, many of us desire such rule. Many people in this country are willing to, are ready to embrace authoritarian control. They're ready to hand over to want to be despots, control of this republic, thereby doing the democracy we take for granted in. Yeah, call Mr. Brazzini at the funeral home, but don't spend too much on the casket, okay? Short term, folks, 
I am not at all optimistic about our nation's survival. But you know, so long as the next generation of satisfied, seemingly idealistic young Americans who are not tied up to cancerous old prejudices can maintain a progressive momentum, America may, just may, survive. I have to tell you, I'm, 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 I'm not taking odds. <laughs> I, I don't feel that confident. I'm definitely not taking odds. But first, it has to survive. It has to survive. The brigands and the bums, mm-hmm, mainly Republicans, that are out to put out the lights on this republic. Yeah, that's the extent of my optimism. But what do we expect? Well, one of the things I read this week that was uh, disheartening was despite the fact that our economy is currently sounded and it's been in a long time, and despite the fact that in many places now, gasoline is back below $3 a gallon, people still are not satisfied with the fairly decent job Uncle Joe's been doing. And yeah, we continue to be ruled by a minority political party. You realize the Republicans have not won a popular vote for the presidency in decades, and yet they continue to rule because they're very skilled at, you know what I'm going to say, they're very skilled at using fear. Fear to gain followers. And it's aided by the slave era anachronism that is the fucking electoral college allowing a minority of voters to crush the will of the majority. Mm-hmm. That's going to continue to be the case, so good luck to us, Pally. Good luck to us. Yeah, you might, you might have to excuse me, <clears throat> and hopefully my voice will hold out, but I am in a bit of a mood tonight. And my mood moves me to remind you again and again why true demons like Deadbeat Donald and the sycophants who tongue his taint have to be politically destroyed. But I know, I still know people who believe the election was rigged. Those must be the same people the same Republicans who despite the fact that our economy is doing relatively well All right, inflation still sucks, but even it has come down a tad. When Republican voters, likely Republican voters, were polled and asked, what's more important, a sound economy or doing away with our democracy, 63% of Republicans favor a more autocratic ruler. It's like, well, fuck that democracy. It's old. It's outdated. It needs to be replaced. Replaced by something that makes more money. And if you just keep that central in your mind, central to your thoughts about this nation's ability to survive its leaders, well then perhaps you won't set your sights too high and uh, you'll settle for what you get. But you know what? When it comes to democracy, I'm not up for fucking settling for less. 
John P. Lightning, 11 L, R, and I. He's a wacky guy. I am. Dun, 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 dun. Some terrifying new video shows the Alaska Airlines plane in mid-flight after the door plug blew off. Your extravaganza is coming to you courtesy of Planet Radio, the Planet WB. CQ, calling CQ to you. This is the planet. You, one of two or three people that are likely actually listening on shortwave. Actually. I mean, come on. If, 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 if commercial AM radio is just about out of time, shortwave radio, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping along with, uh, with Brother Wiener that we could at least get another decade out of planet radio. WBCQ. Before the irrelevance, the uh, the obsolete the obsolete radio communications frequencies where you can find shortwave stations is less and less all the time. And as I'm essentially a man from another time, well before there was such a thing as the internet, I'm kind of stuck as an old DXer. For those of you who don't know what a DXer is, that would be someone whose hobby was listening to distant i.e. DX, distant radio stations on the shortwave bands. And often that also meant contacting those stations to get what was known as a QSL card, which essentially would be a postcard or a letter confirming your reception of this distant station. Although I never did that. I mean, really, I, I, I was never into getting QSL cards. Once I knew, I knew I'd received the station and logged it in my logbook. I didn't give a fuck about having some kind of proof. I knew I heard it. Computer says yes. And of course, in retrospect, who cares? Who cared then? No less now. But it was a fun hobby. Another fun hobby that's uh, relatively pretty much, I would assume, dead. <laughs> Death! Kind of like philately. Matter of fact, just listening to AM radio is pretty much dead. But fortunately not dead, any of the passengers on that Alaskan Airlines plane that apparently needed its, uh, one of its emergency exit doors tightened up a little bit. Yeah, it's claimed there were loose bolts on that emergency exit that caused the door to, uh, to leave the plane. To fly off the, the in-flight airplane. Yeah, Alaska Airlines, not one of the best records in the business. And uh, we just found out uh, earlier today, that's right, this is exclusive to the 11L Network, Alaska Airlines has gone Chapter 11. Yep. Apparently, all the duct tape they had to buy <laughs> to get their fleet back in the air, that did it. Fresh, fresh, what? Fresh out of funds now. Yes, there is now a nationwide duct tape shortage. So please, duct tape responsibly. That's all we ask. And by the way, here's some chewing gum and bailing wire just in case the duct tape doesn't hold. Yeah, b- people talk about prayer in schools. Prayer on airplanes. Now, that I, uh, that, that I fully understand. Unlike the prayer in school people, anybody can pray anytime, anywhere they want. Never forget that. I mean, you just should not do it out loud if you're, like, in a classroom or something. And, by the way, don't try and coerce others to pray with you. Otherwise, don't have a problem. But uh, trying some prayer, if you're going to be flying Alaska Airlines, I'd make a couple of novenas, pray to all those saints I don't believe in, maybe douse myself with fucking holy water. 
By the way, no truth to the rumor that Alaskan Airlines is now offering a scenic view seat for, for an extra $30 upgraded fare. That's reasonable. Jesus. Yeah, talk about something special in the air. Yeah, rather than canceling flights, Alaskan Airlines is now offering express deboarding. That's <laughs> what? Hey, you want to be the first person off the plane? That could be arranged. <laughs> And by the way, can one amass frequent the border miles? I'm just... <laughs> I guess one could, but apparently you have to use them all at once. It's like a, whoa, there we go. Uh, and the person that had that seat was complaining about not having enough leg room. Well, that's your change in a fuck of a hurry. <laughs> now, none other than scumbag supreme, Andrew Tate was out of jail and still making money and still very popular. This classless cretin. That people like this are influencers and manage to enrich themselves significantly by being low-life degenerate scumbags is the American way. But this Tate asshole, uh, this is what he had to say on, uh, I guess this is uh, from his podcast, as everybody has a podcast. I have a friend of mine, his kid just gave birth. It was about a week or so ago. His podcast begins this Tuesday. <laughs> but I want you to listen to Andrew Tate discuss how Alaska Airlines, how Alaskan Airlines could have, could have avoided their little problem with mm, loose emergency exit doors. Anyway, I want to understand why nobody is demanding an answer. The door blew off the plane and everyone's just like, Okay, and then Alaska Airlines responded by saying, don't worry, we'll hire more gays. <laughs> Let's go through a logical thought pattern as logical men. We're on our plane. On our plane. Door blows off. Door blows off. At what point do we think, I wish there were more gays working for this company? Immediately. How? Because gays are very good at plugging the back door. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to jail. In your case, that would be going back to jail, scumbag. These moronic memes unfurled to lure you in, to give you someone or some group to target your hate and your disgust and your disconnect with reality. Some group, someone to blame. And by the way, that backdoor joke, eh, typical. I try to avoid typical jokes. Okay, unless they're really fucking bad, in which case I have to do them. But this Tate character, proof that being a lowlife, a jerk, a slime ball, an immoral, amoral cretin, means lots of cash and big prizes. At least here in my America. That's the American fucking way. Johnny Lightning! As you may have heard, an Alaska Airlines flight had to make an emergency landing after a cabin door broke off. Here at Alaska, safety is our number one concern. But you gotta admit, look pretty cool. Plane flying around, no door. You know, everyone's screaming, cell phones whipping out into the sky. 
It was awesome. That's why our new slogan is Alaska Airlines. You didn't die, and you got a cool story. On other airlines, you can watch movies, but on Alaska, you're in the movie. And if you think Alaska the state is cold, just wait till our plane's roof rips off. Since the incident, we're starting to make some changes. You know those bolts that like hold the plane together? We're gonna go ahead and tighten some of those. We'll now be taking off with the inflatable slide already deployed. When people ask me where the emergency exits are, I'm like, there, there, and in 10 minutes, probably there. And to make everyone feel safer, we've hired Sully out of retirement. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> He's a lot older now. So fly Alaska. Fly Alaska. We're the same airline where a pilot tried to turn off the engine mid-flight while on mushrooms. And now we're so proud to say that's our second worst flight. Alaska Airlines, still better than Spirit. It's R&I with the Lightning Guy on the queue. up america to the new airline that's telling the truth we stuff you in a tiny seat we lose your luggage too our planes run late our food you'll hate but we won't lie to you we're honesty airlines we give it to you straight honesty airlines we're last to leave the gate other airlines will tell you the skies are friendly and you're somebody special in the air <laughs> come on at honesty airlines we know that you know better so we're just telling it like it is with mergers up and airfares down we're flying in red ink our flight attendants hate their jobs our pilots like to drink so next time you have to fly try honesty airlines we'll get you there Eventually. We're Honesty Airlines. We never land on time. Some restrictions apply. You're listening to 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11
Oh, Your Honor, can we adjourn briefly? Indictments will leave your breath smelling so damn fresh and clean that no one could possibly find you guilty of any crime and indict you for anything. My, with breath that smells that good, not only could he not be guilty of anything, now I actually want to fuck him, even though he's a grossly overweight, greasy pig. So... For fabulously innocent-smelling breath, don't go to court without indictments. Now available in Sour Orange. Well, in Trump's case, it might not be his breath. That's the odor problem. Now, supposedly, he doesn't smell all that good. Then I've uh, never smelled bullshit that uh, reminded me of lilacs on a summer's morn. <laughs> well? And various members of the media insist that he wears diapers, as one would expect a toddler to. Hey, I, 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 I don't know that he's compromised at all. In that manner, I mean. I mean, in every other sense, Ufa. Ufa! Personally, I like my presidents not wearing pampers or depends. I also like my president's decent, moral, honorable, kind, caring, empathetic. You know, all the things that beat Donald ain't. And that bit easily goes back five, six years. Let's see to it. I don't have to be playing that five or six years from now. Hello, Donald. This is karma. Donald, it'd be nice to have you in jail where you belong. You rocked in hell, Donald in a cell, Donald and Don Jr., Jared Kushner will be going along. I feel your case, slipping and my codes, flipping, playing that old TV tape from way back when. So, take the rap, fella, if Uncle won't sit on your Fella, Donnie, just go away, Donnie, to Leavenworth today, Donnie, just go away again. You're listening to John Lightning and the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. Radio without a single fuck to give. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Absolutely. And the allies, they tell you all this psychological stuff to make you feel safe. Like every time you get on the plane, they talk about the flotation seat. And they explain it to you. Like if you go down, if you crash in the ocean, then the seat will float. Two planes out of 100 go overseas. 98 out of 100 stay right here. So if you want to make me happy, you show me a seat that's going to bounce out of a cornfield. That's what I like. <laughs> day that I realized how dangerous air travel can be. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I went to the Bahamas. If you've ever been there, you can relate sure. to this. Sure. And uh, they only seat, oh, 10, 12 people. They got one propeller. They look like crop dusters. They really do. And, I, and, a guy, and they have to know the weight of everything goes on board the aircraft before the plane can take off. And I had never been through that before. And a guy came up to me with a clipboard in his hand. He said, sir, how much do you weigh? I said, why do you need to know? He said, so we'll know how much fuel to put in. 
I said, fill it up. <laughs> I'll buy. Fill, I weigh 600 pounds. I'm thinking. Would you, listen. I'll buy. Yeah. Wouldn't you hate to die in a plane crash because some fat woman lied about it? I mean, is it possible, is it conceivable that a woman over 400 pounds can put on a pair of tight polyester pants Look in the mirror and go, all right. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, 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 God. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It's R&I with the Lightning Guy on the queue. Look up, America, to the new airline that's telling the truth. We stuff you in a tiny seat. We lose your luggage, too. Our planes run late. Our food you'll hate. But we won't lie. will tell you the skies are friendly and you're somebody special in the air. <laughs> Come on, at Honesty Airlines, we know that you know better. So, we're just telling it like it is. With mergers up and airfares down, we're flying in red ink. Our flight attendants hate their jobs, our pilots like to drink. So, next time you have to fly, try Honesty Airlines. We'll get you there. Eventually. We're Honesty Airlines. We never land on time. Some restrictions apply. You're listening to 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11
I, I, let, let, let's see to it that we don't play that yet again. Uh, trying to figure out what's wrong with this computer tonight, and that might take the rest of the show. You're listening to John Lightning and the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. Radio without a single fuck to give. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you!
Well, Brother Green, back in Brooklyn, regularly sends me his musings and articles he thinks I, uh, I might find interesting, and most of them I generally do. And it's my way of thanking him for his continued contributions to this ragtag radio mess here, especially for you, Alan. And it's first airing this year. Eh, you know what. America's Great Talk. John Mining. R&I. If you like Klondike bars, you'll love Bulldike bars. Hey, you, what would you do for a Bulldike bar? What's a Bulldike bar? It's a big iron bar that Bulldikes hit men with. Say, you're a man. Ow, I didn't do anything. Oh, I guess you don't have to do anything for a Bulldike bar. Here, have another one. Ah. You pig. Bulldike bars. If you're a man, you don't have to do anything. Just hang around and odds are you'll get one. Ow, cut that out. You pig. Ow. You man. Ow. You pig man. Ow. Wonderful. Too much. Radio. It's great. The greatest. Eleven. Hell. Thank you, perhaps, for being a contributing member of the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. My fellow brigaders, the brigaders, how fucking silly. How childish. And, and, and I love the Midas Touch Network for news and views, for facts and the truth. That's the place to go. But really, the Midas Mighty and Michael Cohen with his brigaders, get the fuck out of here. I don't watch their videos to be part of a community because most online communities are anything but. You find out uh, what a member of, of a community you are, how much that community cares about you, when you might need assistance from that community. Chris emails to state, Tate, I thought that scumbag was still locked up overseas. No, I believe he got let go uh, quite some uh, months ago so that he can continue his ongoing mission of raping, molesting, and otherwise abusing women who, if truth be known, and it will be, many of whom seem to like that abuse, seem to want that abuse. Therefore, encouraging the likes of this guy to continue abusing women. And, of course, making fun of those fagolas. When in doubt... Blame DEI, you know, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. Blame the lack of diversity. And we don't know how diverse, if at all diverse, the staff of Alaskan Airlines are. But that's, uh, that's part of the fallback position of, uh, of, of most Republicans and conservative rodents in general. Don't focus on the actual problem. Blame it on wokeness. Just a convenient excuse, just one more way in which those that do not have your best interests at heart try to trick you, fool you, scare you, scare you into voting for the lesser candidates that they offer to you as leaders you can trust, as leaders that will actually, you know, fix it. Nonetheless, that scumbag, scumbag, scumbag Tate, typical of, emblematic of, Many on the right, who, of course, are never right about anything. I have another email from Ted. I, I got the feeling I'm going to, going to be uh, regretting this momentarily. Hey, Johnny, do you know what Robin... <laughs> do you know what Robin told Batman when he saw that Alaska Airlines 733 Max landing minus one exit door? Robin said... Holy airplane, Batman! 
spelled H-O-L-E-Y. <laughs> I would thank you, Ted, but I do believe that you enjoy, you enjoy firebombing this show with such putrid lines. And yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I, being John P. Lightning, coming to you here on the two tin cans and a string radio network. <laughs> Believe me, sometimes that's the way I feel when I look back at the numbers for the show and the number of replays for the show. Only leads me to believe that this perhaps should be the last year I do this show. Does not matter how good your product is, folks. Learned that a long time ago. However, I haven't learned this. Just fucking stop. <laughs> hey, this is my mission. This is why I am on the planet. I, I mean planet Earth. And yes, you can go ahead and feel sorry for me. You're so girly. But at least I have a mission. At least I have something that I do and that I do because entertaining and informing people is kind of important to me. <sighs> Another one of my character flaws. Yes, the character flaw dropped out on me <laughs> many decades ago. But at least for the foreseeable future, I will continue to do the show you know as the extravaganza. I know. John, you've been saying for decades now, that's it, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm through, I don't know why I keep doing this. And I do believe I, I still do it primarily because I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Most of them bore me. Most of them at some point just fucking bore me. And then I listen back to my show and I think, shit, that's the way it should be done. Correct the mundo. And you apparently agree. Because you're listening to Radio New York International, as presented by the 11L Network. Yeah. All right. And you should feel sorry for me. You're listening. I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's R&I with the Lightning Guy on the queue. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Next Sunday is Hemorrhoid Suffers Night at the Ballpark. Standing room only tickets are on sale now at the box office. Thank you. Thank you. Eleven L, Eleven L, R and I. Radio New York International in New York, New York City. This tune is by New Orleans. No, not New Orleans. Orleans. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, fuck it. In a nighttime sky, seven stars, heaven's eyes, seven songs on seven seas. Hope to bring your loving home to me. If you're moving like a mountain, rocking like the sea. Love brings life to me. 
very first LP, Orleans, and still their best LP. That's the original version of Half Moon. The original because uh, a certain Miss Joplin did a nice cover. Music and fun, John P. Lightning, on the radio. Does any patriotic American, one who may have served in the military, or maybe the Peace Corps, just just someone that loves democracy, really believe, can that person truly believe that our founding fathers, the ones seeking freedom from the whims of a king, meant for their president to have absolute immunity from criminal prosecution? Are you being even minimally serious in trying to posit such a ridiculous position. Perhaps that fantasy is just one that's only shared by fascists and criminal ex-presidents. Bad people. And yeah, there are a lot of bad people on this planet. Hey, thank you for, uh, for reminding us of that. <laughs> thank you for reminding us that some people just need a good killing. <laughs> That's what they need. Kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he took the asphalt temperature challenge and lost. Yeah, he's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, we dropped him like a bad tin today. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> the worst of humanity can be found in so many places. And one of those places continues to be the Middle East. And I've been talking very little overall about the Israeli-Hamas situation and Israel being accused of, uh, of genocide. And I understand why that accusation is being made, but it's wrong. It's not true. Since 1948, how many wars, how many opportunities did the so-called Palestinians have to make peace, to accept a two-state compromise. Mm -mm. They will not compromise in any way. Well, they will not compromise if that compromise means there's still going to be Jews alive and the state of Israel will still be a thing. So I believe the worst of humanity is now found with those Muslims in that area that are trying to outdo the atrocities of, uh, of, of that area's previous worst human butchers. Hamas and civilians from the Gaza Strip have surpassed, have surpassed ISIS in terms of the outrageous, sick, perverted means by which they have, by which they have 
assassinated people. Hamas has explored the depths of evil, and now those Hamas holes should explore the depths of hell because their numbers will increase for a decade and they will be forever looking over their shoulders and all their supporters will be joining these inhumane monsters because it's beyond pathetic how Muslim countries have failed to repudiate Hamas's atrocities. So, is Islam the religion of peace? Or is it the religion of rapists, of disfigurement, of torture, of beheading babies, of kidnapping people, of incinerating entire families? It's an area of the globe that is, uh, well, where, where those people that are definitively oppressed and in large part because they've seen to it they would be. They have considerable support among, you know, college-age type Americans. Lots of LGBTQ people have come to their support. Hey, LGBTQ people, you are likely welcome in some of those countries. Yeah, you'd probably be welcome in the Gaza Strip. Because there's always a need for fresh hostages. (laughs) Hamas and ISIS answer that question. And they answer it with violence. And makes one wonder, why? Why is Islam a victim of so much hate and misunderstanding? You want to know why? Because they reap what they sow. For 1,400 years since its inception... Islam has been at war, continuously at war with everyone else it comes into contact with. Doesn't matter who, Western Christians, Indian Hindus, uh, uh, Buddhists, uh, African animists. Islam has waged jihad against all of them because if you're not a fan of Allah, you don't deserve life. And because of that philosophy, Islam has brought down great civilizations. Behind Islam's black banners, however, are genocide, destruction, slavery, and of course, submission. The word Islam itself, I believe, means submission. Islam wants the world prostrate before Allah. They want everyone else bent in submission before their false God. So if you're wondering why so many people are a bit suspicious about Islam, if not outright hate Islam, it's because they see its bloody borders. It's broken and it's fucking mindless adherents who riot at the mere rumor. What? A Koran was mistreated? No! Bomb them. A, a, A Koran was found in the sewer? Get the nukes ready. Yeah, they'll make all manner of excuses for suicide bombers and terrorist organizations. So people hate Islam because uh, they see it for what it is. Because 
for example, they might have read the Quran, uh, and uh, I, I, I haven't. Only part, you know. When, whenever I've been hip to a particular passage, it sounds like it's somewhat odious, or that, that maybe I want to find out more about it, or maybe I want to find out that what I'm reading is true. Uh, I'll go to my actual copy of the Quran, and in large part. The Quran is nothing more but a manual for savagery with some Bible fan fiction thrown in. <laughs> so people have been hating Islam for at least 1,400 years because Islam has never shown the world any reason not to hate it. Yeah, I could go on and on, but I uh, can't get too serious for too long. And I believe that Islam is destructive to the planet. Destructive to the planet. Think of how they've defaced the Sphinx, uh, uh, various uh, monuments. Uh, remember the giant, giant Buddhas in Afghanistan? No, can't have that here. Uh-uh. Islam is the destruction of knowledge. I know I said I'd finish up, but I can't. Because the real problem is Anything that, contra- uh, that, that contradicts the Koran, heresy. It's heresy. And if it agrees, it's redundant. <laughs> Islam is so many bad things. The African slave trade, female genital mutilation, the, uh, the theft of, of young boys from the Balkans that were taken from their homes to be raised as uh, sex slaves or castrated and kept as eunuchs. Yeah, that's Islam. So, my question is, why wouldn't people hate Islam? (laughs) Because any rational person should. The question should be, why so many in the West are willing to ignore the history of Islam and the reality of Islam in favor of the foolish fantasies that Islamic leaders perpetrate? I, on the other hand, try and perpetrate nothing but great radio here on Planet Radio WBCQ, coming to you at 6.160 megahertz from our transmitter site in Monticello, Maine, in the United, occasionally, States of America. You are listening to United Radio. It's Thank you. 
roll, we'll do the Susie Q. We'll do the cha-cha-cha and the Lindy too. We'll dance the bop, we'll dance the slop. We'll do the honey dripper and the turkey trot. Well, in the wee wee hour, when the clock strikes five, we will be so glad that we're both alive. Hey, that was Joe Liggins here on 11L. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So, what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. If you're tired of your old shampoo, yeah, yeah, frustrated and feeling blue, yeah, yeah, just remember what I said, yeah, yeah, you'll feel better if you get some head. Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, chick. You can stop by my place later and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filadio from Freedom All Industries, here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Honey, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going downtown. And head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion and a National Geographic. <laughs> Head shampoo. 
Happiness is a thing called Got Me Lightning on RNI. Infotainment picked at its peak of powers. This is the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. And I, of course, sadly, remain John P. Lightning. Have an email from somebody identifying as Dan. Doesn't identify where he lives or where he's listening from. But uh, it's a brief enough email to share with you. Israel's committing the worst atrocities I've ever witnessed. Guess you haven't been around all that long, huh, Dan? Clearly, they're using the Hamas attack as an excuse to mass murder Palestinians. Who will stop them? Is there anything we could do? What should be done? I think you are very confused. (laughs) I'm confused. No, I think I see clearly what the situation is and who the true bad guys are. Who are the guys that are so bad that they've made impossible any attempt at a, at a workable, viable peace? Now, for you to have said that, Dan, I guess... Uh, I, I, see, I, I could now paint you as an atypical millennial type. You you probably went to some elite college. Maybe you have green hair. You've got lots of tats and piercings. You've got the shit tanker hanging from your nose. You change your pronouns every hour. You you bought a Palestinian flag on Amazon and and you you put it up in front of your house while sipping your frappuccino. And, uh, and of course, you thought Israel was spelled I-S-R-E-A-L just a couple of weeks ago. You don't know much. You live in a cocoon, and you should be ashamed of your lack of knowledge. Do you know not 10,000, but 100,000 civilians were killed, and the rest were permanently displaced in Azerbaijani just four days before the October 7 attack on Israel? A group of Armenians who had lived there peacefully for decades they wanted to succeed. They wanted to do their own thing. And of course, the Abizajanis weren't going to give up land and swore to their genocide. The last 100,000 of them abandoned their homes and left, I repeat, four days before the October 7 attack. You don't hear anything about that. You don't hear any people giving a shit about that. No, it's easy to take on Israel. And it's particularly easy to take on Israel because of the manner in which they react to Hamas's destructive policies, their murderous policies. And to react in kind should be expected. Indeed, reacting in kind is probably downright normal. I would like to be Optimistic again. Don't don't you want to be sanguine about the future? Sure, but I also know that right next door to Israel, in Syria, their leader has his own civilians killed all the time. Speak out against uh, Al Assad, I believe that's his name, and you die. And many of those people died because chemical weapons were used on them. Indeed. As of about a year ago, the UN had counted over 600,000 killed and over 15 million people displaced. And again, 
This is going on. One of many similar situations that are going on right next door to Israel. And who really shivs a git? So yeah, I could go on and on, but most of you probably don't care. And how much do I care? Enough to let you know what's going on and enough to give you reason to be suspicious of certain groups. And yeah, a specific religion. I'm not a religious guy. I was raised in the Catholic faith. Uh, found my way the fuck away from it by the time I was about 16. <coughs> Don't like religions. Faith? Faith, on the other hand, I'm not a person of faith. But if you are, that's fine. But religion invariably proffers bad things disguised as religious things that are good for its followers, that'll see to it that its followers, once they leave this veil of tears, will be forever in the arms of a particular God that, of course, loves them so, so much that, uh, that well, that it doesn't send all of them to hell or, uh, or what's supposed to be hell. On the other hand, of course, I don't believe there's a heaven or a hell. So none of this matters to me. And for those of you that pretend to care, most of you really care about, well, what you really care about is feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's virtual signaling. Hey, if you're a millennial whose professor taught you that the intifada is necessary, Believe me, they're fucking with your head. The Arab students who know exactly what the truth is, know exactly what they're doing. I'm not over-exaggerating when I say when it comes down to civilization as we know it in the West as opposed to most Arab civilizations... It's chaos versus civilization. And of course, I'd like to see chaos win. But when you're dealing with groups such as Hamas, when you're dealing with a group of internationally recognized terrorists, terrorists attached to the same group that attacked this country on 9-11, look it up, they attacked our country, they've attacked France, the United Kingdom, uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, almost every other Western country, and they'll continue to until we bow and scrape and are supplicant to their God. Well, ain't fucking happening, Pally. Hopefully, ain't fucking happening. So yeah, Islam is a victim of so much hate because it pretty much demands you hate it. Okay, I think I'm finished now, at least for this week. But we're not finished with the show, you know, as a little bit of everything Radio Extravaganzo. Our email address, should you like to contribute to the show? Because I know it's another, uh, other than for that email, there hasn't been a fucking email to the show in 15 and 20 minutes. And I think this show deserves a 
a greater response. But mm, I can cry about it, but I won't. At least for a few more minutes. This is your The A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza on Planet Radio, WBCQ. Yeah, where uh, where the only, the only problem we have is with bringing you radio that will remain unsullied. And uh, actually, I, I, I think we could, uh, we could do that. Not that I'm sure that I want to. And in the age of Deadbeat Donald, many things are more important than ever before. It's important that we recognize the lies, the sins, the wickedness, the evil of this man and those that surround him, those that support him unflaggingly, unfailingly. We know what he is. We know he's the person that wants to end democracy. And yet the last couple of days, he's been, of course, accusing the Democrats of all that. Because one of the things Trump's best at remains projection. The man's done more projection than every movie theater in America ever. (laughs) Ever. And we can't control, alt, delete the motherfucker away. He remains the Republicans' front runner. And he remains the front runner for telling his people what they want to hear. Not presenting facts. Not being truthful. No. In post-facts America, it appears that we can all have our own facts. And experts and smart people, (laughs) fuck them. Expertise and copious knowledge about shit, that's no longer important. Having experts that have uh, have studied enough, that know enough, that one knows that they are truly experts, get the fuck out of here. That no longer counts. Experts these days, uh, you you ask the average uh, asshole online to define an expert, and they'll say, oh, that's my Aunt Anne on Facebook. Why she knows, she probably knows fucking nothing. I, on the other hand, know well enough what you want out of radio. You want news. You want entertainment. You want infotainment. You want facts. You want music. You want more radio that sounds like you're extravaganza you are listening to radio it's i'm john p lightning your roots of rock expert with another edition of what was the first rock and roll record In April of 1954, New York's Cat label released a nonsensical little piece of doo-wop fluff by the name of Shaboom. Recorded by the Chords, it became the first independent black single to go almost to the top of the pop charts, and that's despite a number one white cover version as recorded by the Crew Cuts. Shaboom is a fun up-tempo tune and would also turn out to be the Cat Label's only hit. The chords formed as the Toon Toppers at Morris High School in the South Bronx about 1951, featuring Carl Feaster, Jimmy Keys, Floyd Buddy McRae, Claude Feaster, and William Ricky Edwards. 
Jerry Rexler at Cat Records referred to it as ineffable nonsense. Having no idea that the tune would become a seminal doo-wop record and a tune considered to be among the first rock and roll songs. The recording of Shaboom took 22 takes, at which point the A&R man on the session, Jesse Stone, was finally satisfied. The tune was pieced together and was written by the group, who was singing it for close to a year before it was recorded. Shaboom couldn't help but be a hit thanks to its joyful vocals, the silly lyrics, and an extraordinary 16-bar tennis saxophone by the great Sam the Man Taylor, which builds to a crest in the first two bars and glides all the way to the end with 16 bars of improvisation, which was a privilege for a musician back then as the standard solo was eight bars, suggesting that Jesse Stone or perhaps Jerry Rexler thought the song needed a little more force, a little more drive. And Taylor, a 38-year-old native of Lexington, Kentucky, was one of New York's premier session horn men at the time. The jaunty, bouncy, up-tempo tune featured on its B-side a cover of Cross Over the Bridge, which after the first run of 45s was made, was replaced by a song entitled Little Maiden. The reason for that? The publishing rights to Little Maiden were owned by the owners of the cat label. Cross Over the Bridge was not. So to make some sweet publishing money, Cross Over the Bridge, and a really nice version, was replaced by an inferior B-side. Well, Shaboom made it to number two on the R&B charts and topped out at number five on the pop charts. A truly superb showing. Shaboom, of course, was almost immediately parodied by Stan Freeberg, who was not exactly a fan of rock and roll. In his parody, the producer of the record had his hands full trying to make the song as unintelligible as possible. And at one point, Freeberg admonishes one of the singers because, and I quote, I can still understand you. Well, the chords tried to follow up Shaboom with a similar tune called Zippity Zoom, which Zippity Split went bye-bye. It didn't have the oomph of Shaboom. Yeah, it was a zip that failed to zoom. Well, Atlantic Records folded the cat label after 20 releases and replaced it with another subsidiary, the Atco label, which did substantially better in the years to come. Shaboom is an almost atypical slice of classic doo-wop, well sung, well played, and well, definitively, a tune that can be considered to be among the very first rock and roll records. Life could be a dream, life could be a dream. Do, 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 shaboom. Life could be a dream If I could take you up in paradise up above If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream Sweetheart, hello, hello again Shaboom and open with me to get boom Ding dong, ding dong Shalang, shalang, shalang Oh, 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 dip Abibadobadib Life could be a dream If only all my precious plans would come true If you would let me spend my whole life loving you Life would be a dream, sweetheart Every time I look at you Something is all about If you do what I want you to Maybe we'd be so fine Life would be a dream Shaboom, if I could take you up and power it ice up above 
Shaboom the dummy me darling I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream Sweetheart hello hello again Shaboom and hope we meet again Boom 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 Special thanks, as always, go out to Jim Dawson and Steve Propes, whose book, What Was the First Rock and Roll Record, published oh, about 30 or so years ago, about 30, man. provides most of the information and text that we use for this segment. And if you enjoy Roots of Rock music, I urge you to pick up a copy of What Was the First Rock and Roll Record. The 30th anniversary edition has been updated and revised, and it's even now available in a hardcover edition. My original non-hardcover edition has been falling apart for at least the last decade, so this reissue, most appreciated and highly recommended. And of course, we'll have more Roots of Rock segments. Hopefully in just about every show, we shall be a tad pedantic as we take a look back at forms of music that literally did change the world. Whatever or not it was for the better, ah, we'll leave that to you to decide. You'll hear R&B classics on R&I. Where your hearing swings, where your hearing blinks. Yes, indeed, Roots of Rock Time. That was uh, that 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 that's a classic. I I love Shaboom. It's just one of those songs. Uh, I I can play it every day, and uh, it'll make me happy every day. And by the way, that last jingle, the only example of John P. Lightning singing on a Pam's jingle. Oh, you didn't realize that? Listen again. You'll hear R&B classics on R&I. That's it. That's all of it. Where your hearing swings, where your hearing blinks. Well, you're hearing John P. Lightning. You're listening to Wonderful R&I. Super talk for New York. Super talk for New York. Super talk for New York. And Super talk for the world. Read the mail. Read the mail. Read the mail. Email. We get email. We get your email every day. Almost. Here's your mail today. 
And we do have a couple of pieces of email, uh, one from our pally, Jim. And Jim writes, God does not kill people. People with gods kill people. <laughs> very well put. I like that. Thank you very much for that. Let's see. We got another one here from uh, oh, Ace. Who's this Ace? Oh, it's Ace, the hardware place. That's right. Hurry up. The number of prizes to be won is limited. It wants me to confirm right now that I, I, that I have won a Craftsman generator. <sighs> Yet another piece of mail that <clears throat> I should mark spam so that I don't get any more of these in the future. Brother Mark writes in to say, JL, you nailed those fucking savage mudslims. Mud <laughs> oh, shit. Ow. Mudslims. See the prob- the problem with, with talking the way I did is uh, it can get you hurt for one, but but more importantly, it's because I have no innate uh, dislike for people that are Muslim or are Islamic. The tenets of their religion is uh, is damn dangerous to everyone on the planet that is not Muslim. Therefore, yeah, am I suspicious? Fuck yeah. Would I like to see a massive influx of of Islamic peoples into this country? Fuck no. Let me say that one more time just in case you want to fuck no. Okay. Mitchell checks in to say, hi, Lightning. Thanks for the show. And uh, glad that he's enjoying the show. Mitchell, you know, it's always good to hear from you. And uh, and know that you are tuned to your The Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. And that appears to be all the emails we have for now. Uh, well, one more here just came in from Chris. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pre-read too much. Oh, okay. Uh, he writes, Shame on those that are supportive of Hamas. Shame on you and any of your friends who support them because you are promoting rape, kidnapping, torture, and that old standby murder. Shame on you for promoting anti-LGBTQ policies and general intolerance. And shame on you for being so easily brainwashed. John, never has there been such racist attacks and protests against such a tiny minority since black slavery. Ow. And boy, there's a topic. You know, I got an email uh, from a friend of mine uh, who is uh, also an adherent of a certain Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor, somebody who, if you listen to him, if you like him, if you find anything about what he has to say to uh, to be views and opinions that align with yours, you're a bigot and a racist. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm willing to accept that because this email I got this week went on and on about uh, about crime in America and about who commits most of the crime in America, and we could easily discuss that from now until about 2 in the morning. But we'll save it for another show when uh, when hopefully I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a different mood. I'll be in a mood where uh, we'll want to do that. And yes, also he recommends uh, watching Get Me Roger Stone, uh, which is uh, some kind of, uh, of 
short film uh, about Roger Stone, who this week uh, was caught on tape, or the tape was released perhaps from some weeks ago, of him talking about assassinating, yes, assassinating certain Democrats. And it sounded to me like he was kind of pretty much serious. Republicans. I call them Republicans because it's who they are. I separate Republicans from Republicans. I separate Trump supporters from the mad maggots among Trump supporters. And maybe I shouldn't. Radio New York International. More music. Because I'm in the mood for some Commander Cody. The commander and his crew keep their homes in their hands. I went down to the Greyhound station to catch an outbound dog. I got my ticket from the man. He said, son, you want to check your bag? I said, no, thank you, sir. I just carry my home in my hand. I got my home in my hand. And I'm a traveling man Well, I need a woman I want a one-night stand Well, I can move pretty quick Cause I keep my home in my hand I don't know what makes me ramble I guess I really don't care Feed one mouth, that's my own Well, just like trouble, you might find me On the corner of any two streets Smoking a weed and setting on my own I got my home in my hand And I'm a traveling man Well, I need a woman, I want a woman From the air, this naval barracks in Coronado, California, looks like a, a swastika? Yeah, that's right. It was uh, built in the 60s, and until Google Earth came along, we had no idea the outline of the buildings was uh, a, a swastika. Oh, huh? oh, Since the 60s, uh-huh. it's the naval air station. Didn't anyone ever fly over that thing? Oh, I, I'm sure they did. It's very unfortunate. The, the buildings appear from the air to be a, a swastika, but... Uh, the Sig Heilman apartments are very nice. Oh, very nice. Excuse, excuse me, uh, Captain. Uh, the the what? Sig Heilman uh, is the guy who designed them. Uh, they're they're great apartments. Uh, Sig Heilman apartments. So very well equipped. Every bathroom has its own pillbox. There's a beer garden in the basement bunker. Uh, you can get totally blitzed in there. I mean, you're totally safe. <laughs> and we're really proud of the the flock of Canadian geese that live on the front lawn there. Although. 
all the poop does make walking a little tricky, so you have to do what we call over there goose stepping. <laughs> if I wanted to drive over there and see what it looked like from the ground, how would I get there? Uh, it's easy. You just go out to drive here and take your third right. Uh, right. And they mentioned the bathroom? They mentioned the bathroom without mentioning the shower? That comedy? Not that edgy. No, no. Yeah, I'm currently reading a book about German history. It uh, pretty much covers German history from about 1870 through the First World War, the Weimar Republic, World War II. It's pretty fucking comprehensive. And it's called German History. No single author. Published by some company called Captivating History. And if you want to get a better idea about the parallels between then and now in this country, you might want to put it on your to-read list. Or finding out about those parallels between then and now is a tad too scary for you to want to read about. I understand. But you know what they say about those who are unfamiliar with history and fail to learn from history? Yeah, they probably went to New York High School. <laughs> On a dark desert highway, Aquanet in my hair, the warm smell of Kofifi rising up through the air, up ahead in the distance, saw Mike Pence on his bike, his hair was short, he had an earring in, he looked just like a dyke, Jack Smith stood in the doorway, there was no mistaking his smell. And I was thinking to myself, I hope that bitch goes straight to hell. Mark Meadows is a loser, a turncoat and a fake. He threw me under the bus so hard that it made my hair break. Welcome to the Hotel Magadonia. It's where the Trumpers play. It's where the Trumpers stay. Plenty of room at the Hotel Magadonia. Where you can always hear. I still like beer. Tiffany and Eric are twisted. Gary Busey's their real dad. Ivanka and Jared are losers. Donald Jr., just sad. They all want my money, so here comes a surprise. All that crap about being rich, it was all a pack of lies. Mirror above the toilet. Diet Coke with limes, and she said, We are all just prisoners here. You know. For committing crimes. Relax, said Tucker Carlson. We are programmed to deceive. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Welcome to the Hotel Magadonia. It's where the Trumpers play. It's where the Trumpers stay. Living it up at the Hotel Magadonia. For the next 20 years. Ah, Kofifi. You can find him here. Hey, big fella, I brought you some reading materials. Please don't say your emails. It's my emails. Holy mother of f I told you not to say that. 11 out. America's great radio. Radio New York International. Every other Sunday, Radio New York International is here on WBCQ. And of course, 
at johnlightning.com using the usual links provided by our pallies Larry and Brad. If it wasn't for them, I don't know, I, we would indeed be the two tin cans in a string radio network that I referred to earlier in the show. Uh, Ted writes, and uh, I, I, I wish he would stop. John, I am proposing an Antarctica Palestinians relocation program. Fuck! <laughs> hey, who the fuck are they going to Muslimize there, huh? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, boy. Whoops. Oh, hold on. Drop the phone on the floor here. I was trying to trying to get my phone into, into the charger. This, this, this phone I got from Timu. You know, you go to timorwish.com, yeah, you uh, you do get what you paid for. I, 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 I went cheap, and I got one of these uh, so-called iPhone. It's actually more like an iPhoney, uh, if you know what I mean. I mean, I've, I've seen better graphics on a fucking Etch-A-Sketch, and uh, also better cell reception on a fucking etch a Ah, never mind. Hey, uh, is it time for me to get out of here yet? Oh, unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. I still have time to remind you about the sick, lewd cretins among us. Uh, uh, it, it includes many people I know. Many people are saying that the election was rigged, rigged, and I still know people who believe that, who believe the election was rigged who stand behind Trump 120%, and they should stand behind him because uh, when, the, when the illegal festivities, when the violence starts, let him take all the bullets, okay? He's fat enough that uh, you'll, you'll be able to get away if you're standing behind him. And I'm saddened by people that believe the election was rigged. But these are generally people that are prone to believing in conspiracy theories. I don't know if that's genetic or not, but such people are most likely to have Donald Trump's lies resonate with them. And that level of intellectual disconnect is disconcerting to me. And that's especially true when it's spouted by people who I know are not dummies, who are not hapless assholes. Unless I'm not wrong about some people, I, I don't understand it. I can't possibly understand it. I have to think that they're perhaps somewhat character-deprived. Well, any given Lord knows, I, uh, I was certainly deprived probably of oxygen uh, while I was being born. That, that, that would account for John P. Lightning being the way he is and bringing you to show you know as the extravaganza with the music, the fun, and uh, headlines. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't done an actual, actual headlines segment in, uh, in, in some months now. And uh, apparently nobody has missed it, so uh, I I don't think I'll, uh, I'll I'll be doing them very often in the future. Oh, future! Speaking of headlines, here are some future headlines. Uh, headlines that were predicted uh, by Bill Maher on Real Time about a month or so ago. And yeah, you know uh, I'm you know I've long liked Bill Maher and still do. And yes, he takes a lot of shit for uh, not being liberal enough or being conservative in certain areas. But uh, I find at least half the time, I still agree with what Ma Ma has to say. Uh, So does that mean I'm not liberal enough? 
Or does that mean I'm smarter than most of these motherfuckers? <laughs> Future headlines. We'll tell you what the future headlines are. All right. For example, you will see Lauren Bobert caught giving hand job at Christmas mass. Uh, that's going to happen. Um, Ozempic Santa disappoints children. Yes, that's. That's. You're going to see that one. Trump now claiming he'll be dictator also on days two and three. No more than a week tops. Uh, Joe Biden's dog bites Hunter Biden's hooker. Uh, it's sort of inevitable. Uh, college president refuses to condemn group calling for death of college president. <laughs> Texas charges fetus as abortion accomplice. Uh, California homeless encampment petitions to become 51st state. Vivek Ramaswamy comes clean. I'm a performance artist. Rockefeller Christmas tree watches Rudy Giuliani get lit. And Taylor Swift single again. New album to be called Fuck Travis Kelsey. All right, so. Your number one, Joe, the extravaganza, John Mining, Sunday. Let's indict the motherfucker. Let's indict. Fuck you. You cocksucking motherfucker. Ooh, I can sing along with this one and enjoy myself. Fuck you. You cocksucking motherfucker. Quiet. Fuck you. I can't do it, Mama. Fuck you. Fuck you. You cocksucking motherfucker. I alone can fix it. Fuck you. I know words, I have the best words. Fuck you. You can't suck your motherfucker. All right, kids, let's wrap it up. I can tell you, it's political bullshit. R-N-N.
It sure is, particularly with the lightning guy here. Uh, John Stevens checks in to remind us, yeah, some people apparently do miss headlines. He states, always enjoyed your presentation of headlines with the backing music. Well, that doesn't mean that on occasion we won't waste 15 or 45 minutes doing headlines, but uh, actually actually piecing together, uh, collecting and writing headlines is uh, is far more work than I've, I've been up to of late. And, and believe me, this show does fuck up my life because if it comes down to doing the show or taking care of the important shit yeah it's always important shit to the side uh, even as my irs bills uh continue to mount but uh, this is what i do and then I, I i would like to mount uh, somebody hot young and cute <laughs> instead of worrying about how to pay bills although the uh, the mta did i mention last show what they did to me they sent me a piece of mail that I somehow managed to not get around to opening. One of those things I managed to not do all the time is open all my mail, and in a timely fashion. And apparently they had sent me a, a letter in which I had to answer some questions to reconfirm some changes I was having made <clears throat> Excuse me, to my retirement account. And, uh, of course, having having my niece's name put on the paperwork and generally see to it that if I drop dead tomorrow, uh, all my funds would be secured and would go to the right people. Well, because I didn't turn in that piece of paper, they decided to cancel, cancel my funds. Mm-hmm. My retirement funds stopped coming, and when I read... The letter, the letter clearly stated uh, that there would be no more funds coming my way until I responded. And when I responded was, oh, about four months after I had received that mail. Therefore, I did not receive four months worth of my pension benefits. And I had to make 20 phone calls, of course. And uh, finally, they, they fessed up and they owned up and they sent me the nice chunk of change that should have been sent all along. Opting me out on their own, opting me out of my retirement benefits because I did not respond to mail? Are you fucking kidding me? What about if what about if I was sick or injured in some way and I couldn't? It seems to me they should not have that ability. But uh, that's that's what they did to me, and yeah, I followed up because the only things I ever follow up on are, 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 are situations such as A, hey, somebody owes me money and I want it, and B, hey, he's got some really good sativa weed and I really want it. <laughs> it's like this snow stuff. I was tempted tonight. I said, hmm, maybe I should try doing another show somewhat wasted, and at the last possible moment, I decided against doing that, and uh, yeah, that was probably the correct decision, Pally. <laughs> That's the correct decision, coming from somebody who thinks he knows a good deal about what's going on in the world, and yet, I don't fool myself. I know I'm of average intelligence. I mean, I got a general diploma from the Utrecht High School. I've discussed that in the past. There were three grades of, of, of diploma. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember what I said. They're ac- a- academic and general was the low one. Let's see, academic, and, and I don't remember the other one now, see? 
That's the problem with getting old. I forget words. Matter of fact, sometimes I forget that I'm John P. Man, am I going to have to play a jingle to find out? But a general diploma was the lowest level of diploma you were able to get. There were three levels of diploma, and I settled for the lowest one, uh, which was general. Well, it really wasn't a diploma. It was more a proof of attendance statement, not a diploma. I mean, one need not have ever passed even a single test at New Utrecht High School to get a general diploma because if you simply did your time, you got your general diploma, and uh, and and uh, hopefully your uncle Sal could help you land a sweet desk job with the Department of Sanitation, <laughs> because back then, yeah, you know, I wasn't I, I wasn't going to be working as, as as a sanitation person. I mean, back then I was like a hundred twenty five pounds of not exactly manly man, unlike now where I'm easily 155 pounds of not quite manly man. Wonderful R&I, Happy New Year. Let's get some pizza. Let's get some burgers. Hey, kids, I know. Let's Let's get get some fungus. Do you want some mushrooms? Mushrooms. Or some spores? Munch some mildew. Mildew. You'll want more. Oh, boy. Just get out. Say, when you get that craving for mushrooms, molds, or any kind of parasitic lower plant life that lacks chlorophyll, come on down to the Fungus Hut. We have deep-fried toadstools, mold shakes, and for dessert, hot mushroom pies. No, thanks. We'll just have a big bucket of fungus. So come out of the sunlight and discover the dank, musty world that's popping up near you. So get out of that fast food rut. It's fungi licking good. John B. Lightning, a little bit of everything. 11LR and I on the planet. Only here. WBCQ. Three more hours of broadcasting brilliance just about in the can. Uh, well, I'll be headed right after this show because uh, that, that, that dinner I had, oh, Franks and Beans on a show day, wasn't wise, wasn't wise. Yes, I'll be in the can, and uh, this show will be posted online probably within the next half hour. So, if any of you have missed any portion of this evening's extravaganza, you can go to SoundCloud and simply type in John Lightning and my page will come up and uh, this evening's show should be posted there along with a shitload of past shows. So redeem yourself if you've missed any portion of this evening's show. And uh, it's also kind of important to me to see those clicks and views because uh, the more people that are clicking and listening to the show, the more likely I am to want to continue to do it. Yeah, you're right. I'd fucking continue doing it anyway. Let's let's close off with one last email. Rich writes to say, Johnny, I've had it with the right-wing bullshit about how drag queens reading the kids is what's likely to destroy America. John, when I was a kid, I watched Bugs Bunny cartoons, and some of them had Bugs or another character in drag pretending to be a chicky boot. Thank you for using my term. And... You're right. I should get a copyright on that. And John, watching Bugs Bunny in drag did not make me want to put on a dress. Not that I could say the same, Rich. I mean, 
just the way it was. Hey, that's it. That's a wrap on this evening's extravaganza. Once again, thank you all for listening. Next week at johnlightning.com, Dave D. Boogeyman and Dave D. Boogeyman will also be on, I believe, will also be on Planet Radio WBCQ next week. Uh, he's still down in Florida, but he's uh, he pre-recorded the show for us, and I've heard portions of it, and as usual, choice quality stuff. So be sure to be listening. Be sure to be listening at johnlightning.com next week or on WBCQ for your Boogeyman. Until then, I remain your pal, your chum, your friend, John P. Lightning. As always, thank you so very much for listening. Thanks especially go out to those of you who participated in the show by email. And as always, until we reconvene just two weeks from this evening, I remain John P. Lightning as always, wishing you good health, good luck, and uh, good night, pal. 11 hour and I. Good evening. been listening to the extravaganza stay tasteless and offensive gotta get going love you bye for now fuck you and good night that's the story of my life no respect oh, oh. sweet jesus oh. the show is over i gotta go the show is over i gotta go try it show Always yourself sure. once if you just take yeah, the show is over gotta i gotta go, go. <laughs> sorry the show is over we got Go. The show is over, we gotta go. Now, show is over, we gotta go. Show is over, we gotta go. Bye, y'all. So long now. So long now. Till it was so nice to have you here with me today. So long now. So long now. Bye bye. Bye. See you later, alligator and a wild crocodile. Good day. When we get together, learning so much fun. No matter what the weather, so much to be done. So long now. So long now. Till next time. See you soon. See you later. Bye, Felicia.